Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Yes, and we're doing the OC again. And we're inching so close to the season finale. Yeah, and you can like s- you can feel it. Yeah, you can feel that like they reach the point where you're like, all right, we've done. <laughs> I'm actually really shocked that Oliver was not the season finale. Right? Like, it was such a big, dramatic moment. I think they're trying hard, though, to make the show not just about the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's about the kids, but it's also about the adults. And I feel like this storyline is sort of their way of reminding us, like, hey, Peter Gallagher is first build. It's true. He is. Oh, he's so handsome. (laughs) So... So we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 for Christmas Eve, and I <laughs> yeah. learned that Aaron thinks that Kurt Russell's a hot dad. He is a hot dad, which made our dad laugh like crazy. <laughs> he was like, what? Well, you said it randomly. Like, the first time Kurt Russell appears in that movie, you went, went off to get a drink, and he said, God, Kurt, Kurt Russell's a hot dad. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> he is an attractive older man. <laughs> There are a lot of hot dads in my life, and by in my life, I mean on my TV screen. Yeah, your life. Peter Gallagher, Kurt Russell, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, you know who's not a hot dad to my taste? Yeah. Jimmy Cooper. <laughs> you don't like He's, Tate Donovan? No, Tate Donovan's just a little bit too twitchy. He's, yeah, yeah, no, he is. I was going to say Weasley, but there's, like, a connotation with Weasley that's not... Like, I don't mean that he's, like, a sneaky villain no, you, from no, a... No, you, you mean, like, the animal. He is as a weasel would be. Yes, he, he is as a weasel. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because Jimmy Cooper is such a twitchy mess. He is a very... <laughs> he is. He is a real mess. It's hard to look at him and be like, mm, yes, Tate Donovan. Mm, you're well, an attractive maybe man. Maybe you saw Tate Donovan in something else. Maybe. Like, like I, I saw him in something else. Oh. I can't remember what it was, though. I watched it on Netflix, and I just, I'm like, because sometimes like, when I'm working on, when I'm, sometimes if I'm writing something, yeah. I just want to get, get. Yeah, just throw something mindless on the TV. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, more from playing a game. Um, mm-hmm, sometimes mm-hmm. I, and I just remember looking over once, Being and like, just like, like that's hey, Tate Donovan. Jimmy Cooper, check you out. Maybe it was White House Down? Maybe an appearance in White House Down? Mm. Mm. I don't know. There was, there was a day where I um just, like took the day off and I, you know, played Subnautica and And just relaxed. Walked, yeah, and then had movies on the other the other screen. When I play those super relaxing games like Minecraft or those ones, I mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. like putting on a podcast while I'm doing it mm-hmm, that. So it becomes mm-hmm. a very big just like moment. Like a very sensory experience from all sides. Yeah, because I'm going yeah. if I go out for a walk in the real world I usually like to putting on music or something. So Yeah. 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 That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, maybe I just need to see Tate Donovan being confident. <laughs> By the way, I thought of another hot dad, although this might be a hot grandpa. James Brolin. Life in pieces. I mean, I don't oh. know how old James Brolin He's is. He's in his 70s. James Brolin is in his 70s? Are you sure? Do I mean James? I mean... Oh, sorry. James Brolin. Josh Brolin? James is the older I don't one. Know who... Josh is the younger one. Okay, I don't know who James Brolin James is. James Brolin is married to Barbara Streisand. Okay. And he plays the grandpa on Life in Pieces. Never seen Life in Pieces. What? Sorry. I spiked the podcast. Sorry, headphone users. Guys, you should all watch Life in Pieces. It's great. All right. It's so good. I it's still need to watch The Good Place. Clever and mind... Oh, Kevin, you are behind on all of your TVs. It, it, it's tough because there's shows that I want to watch. Like, the thing with Stranger Things, I couldn't watch it for a while because mm. there's stuff I need to do. Mm. And I want and I need to sit down and watch Stranger Things. 
I understand. Yeah, and I need to watch. The, I don't just put it on like in the background. The good place you do need to pay attention yeah. to. Wanna... Life in Life in Pieces. You don't. It's like four short stories per episode. So if you miss part yeah. of one, you can always go back and watch the episodes later. <laughs> All right. It's something I watch while I write. So. Oh, right. well, do you want to do the episode? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So this is episode twenty-five. The shower. The shower. When they say the shower, they're referring to a wedding shower, and really not upset- a rain shower. And it really upsets me, or a shower. And it was just because they never use the word wedding shower. They always say shower. And there's every single time someone brings it up, I'm like, Sh- shower? And they could call it a wedding shower. At one point, Seth says to Ryan, I'm sorry I bailed on the shower. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, right. Oh, right, the shower. The shower. So, um... Julie and Caleb are getting married in two weeks. Which gives us a timeline to what I assume will be the end of the season. Yep, so we've got two weeks to go until the end of the season. That's great. How long has it been since the last episode? Who knows? Who knows? I assume not long. Marissa still has not moved into her mother's house. Yeah, they're real, really like getting this wedding done. I think Julie's worried that Caleb's going to find something out and re- take away the proposal <laughs> she's like i gotta lock that down before I, he finds out my past i thought caleb was worried that like marissa would figure out his plan is flimsy <laughs> <laughs> so both caleb and julie are like we have our own secret reasons that we can't tell each other to make this yeah. go fast 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 i'm actually impressed that julie wants to do it so fast because she seems so, so like someone who'd be like i want to get the best place I think she just thinks she can bully people into giving her the best place because oh, she is ma- marrying caleb nickel <laughs> it's true and kirsten is a party planner it's true. Yeah. She is not happy. So Seth brings... So they're doing this whole talking something, talking about, you know, blah, 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 the wedding's going on. Seth brings up Teresa because Teresa's going to be in this episode. Yep, and we may have forgotten who she was. <laughs> well, like, there's no reason for him to bring it up. Essentially, he looks at Ryan and says, so this is me, like, does this mean you and Teresa? I'm like, what? That was, ep- that was episodes ago. Teresa was over when she left town to be with her fiancé, you dummy. Yeah, but... Remember when Ryan said that he went to her engagement party? Yeah, so... So, when you, call, when you called him at the yeah. engagement party? Yeah, remember that? So, Seth has to do this because Teresa's gonna be back in this episode. So, someone has to, like... Apparently Open the, the door yeah, to it. Apparently they have to ease her back into the episode. When she's only been gone for one episode. We remember who she yeah. is, show. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, they not only do have to ease her in, they have to, like, set up this whole thing again. So there are some fun hijinks where, like, Sandy's super into Caleb because Caleb has bought his acceptance <laughs> by buying the lighthouse. Yeah. And Seth makes a bunch of goofs about how everyone's going to be related. Yeah, he, and he, like, can't even. He, he unwraps the familial relationships. <laughs> and no one's happy about it. Yeah, because Julie is now uh, Sandy's mother-in-law. Which he does not like. And she's Kirsten's stepmom. Which means that she's going to be Ryan's mother-in-law one day. <laughs> Presumably with the whole Marissa thing. Yeah. He said, like, me and Marissa are something I don't even want to try to figure out. Because that would make her his... his- Aunt. Yes. Step aunt. Step aunt. You're her step aunt. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that means uh, sassy uh, Caitlin is also his step aunt. <laughs> it's true. Caitlin is his step aunt, which I think is funnier. <laughs> Caitlin, who 
who is not at the shower later. Nope. No. Because they're not paying that child actor, Shailen Woodley. They're like, oh, she's going to be famous one day. She's worth too much. Is Shailen Wood- Woodley? I thought she was later. No. Later is uh, Wilma... Wilma Dodge? Nope. That's the name of my boss. Probably not even <laughs> named Wilma. Um, It's... The actress later was also on Gossip Girl, and her name will come to me. I think it is Wilma. Yeah? Willa. Willa Holland. All right. Um... I thought Shailen Woodley was like also like just like one episode or something. But no, no Shailen was Woodley was little Caitlin. Oh, she was little Caitlin. Yeah, <laughs> I miss little Caitlin. I miss I. I think the last time we saw her was the uh, when they're on the boat and she was busy busy evil eyeing everyone. Yeah, and she and she just was. <laughs> she was had to give out the award, oh, yeah. and despite all the chaos, was just pushing through. It was like, nope, I'm giving this award. It's happening. <laughs> Look, I do so so little here. Well, she has her boy fights she has to deal with. So she's distracted. Yeah, and and they and strangely enough, her boy fights got their liquor license. Yeah, but she's worried because she's gonna have to move the boy fights from her mom's house to the new house they're gonna live in with Caleb. And there's a lot of logistics that she has to deal with. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. Have, I mean, you have to move the liquor license to another mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm. You have to get, make sure that has a good basement. She's probably down there during the shower, like soundproofing the new basement, <laughs> making sure it's up to code. Yeah, because she's not gonna do anything that will jeopardize her liquor license. She already has the Cooper name it's hard out there <laughs> hard out there for little caitlin the proprietor of boy fight club of, of boy fights oc <laughs> <laughs> they, i mean they, they started franchising exactly yeah, you have boy, boy fights new york boy fights san fran but it's a little different there <laughs> yes in oh. san francisco the boy fights are less boys <laughs> more more boys and there's just it's a city of love city of love is it the city of love? No. What's the city of love? I don't think that's the name of a city. I'm pretty sure it is. There's a city. Is is would that be like Paris or? I don't know. I feel like that sounds that sounds like a European place. Because Chicago is the windy city. Oh well, yeah. Or Bean Town. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I don't think any of them are called the city of love. I'm gonna like look th- for like the formal informal like yeah yeah names. I don't think any of them are the city of love. I'm going to look this up later. All right, look it up later. Don't look it up now. My phone's way on the ground. I'd have to lean down to get it. So Teresa calls because she's in this episode. Because, of course, Seth has has summoned her by mentioning things. Because she's Beetlejuice. Yep. And this is high drama here. Yeah, she needs Sandy's help, legal help. And she can't tell, or sorry, Sandy can't tell Ryan that it's her on the phone and she hangs up the phone, and she turns her head. Black eye. Dun, dun, dun. It's a very subtle, very well done black eye. Yeah. Props to the makeup department yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Kirsten's trying to work. And Julie's annoying her. <laughs> Julie is unaware that Kirsten... Has a job. And is on the phone. She's unaware that Kirsten has, like, the ability to move herself. Yeah. Because she's just sort of, like, talking to the air around Kirsten. And then Kirsten moves, and Julie's like, huh? Oh, she must not be hearing me anymore. Gotta keep going. Anyway. She's she's essentially humble bragging about getting married. And it's so hard. So she strong arms Kirsten into planning her wedding shower, which will be a couple shower, classy cocktails. Mm, Because... No dumb games. Because Julie has no friends. And Julie has made Kirsten her maid of honor. Because it's not gonna be Marissa. And Kirsten is her best friend. Only friend. Only friend. (laughs) Kirsten has, like, 12 best friends from high school, but... She is Julie's best friend. <laughs> it's just like Luke. Yeah, and because Kirsten's planning it, it means Marissa's planning it. Yep. Because. Because. Which I was uh, hoping for a lot more Kirsten, Marissa. Marissa hijinks? And, and there's not. There's two I moments. 
I know. We'll, we'll, but to be fair, that's not Kirsten's fault. It's Marissa's fault. It's very much Marissa's fault. Because so Marissa, Marissa's not happy about this. No. Marissa has told Ryan about the blackmail. However, she has not told her dad that she's moving. So Caleb can't have been very serious about this threat because she hasn't moved out yet. I guess yeah. she's not moving until well, the wedding. I, I, I think Ryan mentions, have you told, like, I think he mentions, like, have you told Jimmy yet? And she's like, no, I haven't done it. I think she is not, she doesn't have to move until the wedding happens and they're all in the new house. Yeah, because they want to move to the new house. Yeah. That's, that's what it cares about. Anyway, she is not happy about having to plan the shower with no, Kirsten. No. She's going to avoid it if she can. But she and Ryan are, like, having sassy yeah. fun. Which upsets Seth because he's yeah. like... Okay, Ryan's supposed to brood, and she's supposed to cry. What is happening? He's, he's upset that their characters are branching out, and I just love his reaction where it's like, Marissa's supposed to cry, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Ryan's supposed to brood, and they're having fun about a serious situation. And playing Pac-Man. So, Seth decides to make his own drama by <laughs> insisting that he meet Summer's dad. Well, Summer gets a phone call, and she's talking, like, super... Like, she has a second boyfriend. Yeah, like, is very... Sweet and nice, and then she learns that then said learns that that's her dad. Yeah, and then she's like, "My dad's my best friend," and he's like, "I haven't met your best friend." And Aaron, the question I have in this season: the man that we meet later, mm-hmm. can you picture him responding to any of the stuff that Summer did on that phone? I feel like she does her part, and he's just like, "Uh huh." Yes. Yes. Fajitas. Of course, dear. I understand you like the fajitas, so I have requested them from the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> they will be delivered to our bunker. <laughs> our bunker well because they live in the bunker together they do live in the bunker together we thought that she lived in the bunker alone but no. it turns out she does have a father well she also has a stepmom that she keeps talking about okay because her stepmom's in so the, we're gonna give this away now yeah. I'm fine with it it's, we're not spoiling anything yeah. Seth is a spaz and yeah. the dad does not like him of course he doesn't but it seems like the stepmom is the, is a spaz so I don't really understand why the dad doesn't have a soft spot for like spazes yeah. Well, I mean, stepmom also said rehab. Yeah, or but he keeps the stepmom around. She goes to Canyon Ranch. She goes to spa weekends because she can't handle life. That's true. And he's like, "That's good." Yeah, it's weird that he can't handle spaz Seth, Seth when but he, he can, can handle his spaz wife. Yeah, maybe he just uses up all of his energy <laughs> on his wife. I already have one spaz in my life. I cannot have two. Can't have two. Too many spazes. <laughs> I cannot. Bo- I cannot raise both you and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have. to... I have my own parents. I have lots of parents. And, and I have a second dad. His name I, is Ryan. I have lots of parents. Ryan is raising me. I have Summer. I have my mom. I have my dad. I have Ryan. Sometimes <laughs> Teresa helps. Yeah. I, I have I have a grandpa who basically runs Newport. <laughs> Luke helped once. I did not like it. But he did it. But he did it. I don't need you, sir. I just want to bond with you about Batman. I don't need any more dads. <laughs> too many dads. <laughs> Seth went off. Seth, too many dads. What am I going to do with all these dads? <laughs> uh, uh. So, Teresa meets up with Sandy. And because we can't let this storyline die... Now Eddie has lost his job and lost yep. his apartment, and so he has some drinks at nighttime, and then he hits Teresa. And this is all very sad, yeah. but I'm just done with the storyline. Well, and it's all very, very sad, but it doesn't... But, like, I'm thinking of the Eddie we know. This Eddie is not doing this that. Is, yeah, this does not seem like that Eddie. The, the, the Eddie, Eddie who, that... got, who got super upset at Ryan, and then someone explained the situation, and he was like, oh, 
I'm sorry, Ryan. I feel like the Eddie we know was like punching his punching bag in the basement <laughs> because that's how he deals with his emotions. Yeah. And then Teresa came downstairs and he like turned too quickly and his punch fell followed through. Yeah, like we're like, not making light we, I don't of ma- domestic abuse. Yes, I do not want to make light of domestic abuse. I want to make light of the fact that this series did not set Eddie up to be this way at all. I think they almost think they did, but I. I almost worry they think they did because I made him from Chino. They're like, well, yes. he's from Chino. Clearly, he's going to be. But the thing with our Eddie, it's like, our Eddie, yeah, our Eddie, is that he was like a sweet boy who comes from a rough neighborhood and has trouble and has trouble handling his emotions. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe he didn't punch her. Yeah. Maybe he, you know, did what he did to Ryan. He flailed or he pushed her mildly to the ground. <laughs> it's true. He doesn't like to push people, and he doesn't know. know he his doesn't own know strength. his own strength. Like he even has that gag that's mostly just a feelings gag, right? And when when Ryan goes to the mechanic shop where he works, he did not seem even even when he tries to seem violent, he doesn't seem violent. He seems sad. At no point did I ever. Th- and I don't think he has punched Ryan. I think he just no, pushes Ryan. He a never lot. punched Ryan. Did no? He he shoved him into a pool. But did he shove him into the pool, or did Ryan, like, get in the way weirdly and shove himself into the <laughs> I pool? I could not remember if, it was he, so long if he ago. ever punched Ryan. Maybe he did. Eddie just isn't threatening enough. Like, yeah. Trey? Trey was kind of a bad dude. If Trey punched a girl, yeah. you'd be like, oh. Once again, the problem with the character development we got of Eddie does not lead in this direction. No. So it's, it's weird. And, and very noticeably... Eric Balfour's not in this episode. Because they were like, he cannot pull this off. Because <laughs> like, we can't remind him who he is. <laughs> they need to just hear Eddie and picture not Eric Balfour. Yeah. Um, but she's essentially like, she wants to tell, ask Sandy about it because she wants to know what... The repercussions to Eddie would be. Why did she call Sandy? So what she keeps saying is, it's complicated. Yeah. And I don't remember where the show goes because I've gotten all the yeah. seasons confused. As soon as she says it's complicated, I'm like, well, she's pregnant. Yeah, that's what you, yeah. Like, do you think that? I, I think if it's she's saying is, it could be. The way that they're playing it is like, she wants to know what will happen if she presses charges yeah. or makes an official complaint because she wants to know, yeah. will he be sent away? Will it just be a restraining order? Like, yeah. she wants to know all of the... Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's like, legal aid the, in Chino. Yeah, the question abused. I have, the, the question I was asking is not, why did she call a lawyer? Why did she call Sandy, someone who has a personal relationship to her? And she wants to keep it a secret from Ryan, and she doesn't think Ryan will figure it out. Yeah, I guess she's afraid if she went to a, an actual lawyer. They'd uh, actually do stuff? Yeah, they'd like, actually push her to like, but that's what Sandy does. Except he does it with like, emotional backing. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work for her. I think she just thinks if I talk to a real lawyer, yeah. stuff will happen. If I talk to Sandy, yeah, just as friends, he'll take yeah. care of me. Un- unfortunately, Google or Sleuthster does not exist. There's at this no time, Teen Sleuthster I in guess. the OC. It was 2003. It was definitely Google. Yeah, there was. The internet was not as comprehensive though as it is I now. Because right now, I could be like, if my boyfriend hits me. <laughs> What will happen? It's a really sad thing to imagine someone Googling. Google will tell me, though. It will tell you. It will give me, like, Reddit, but it will yeah. also give me, like, probably frequently asked questions yeah. from it, Alberta Legal. It, it'll probably also uh, g- give you, like, a phone number to call. Yeah. Because, go- I mean, actually, back then it might not have. But now, now it will. Yeah, now Google is like, hey, you're, I think if you search um, uh, suicide things up on Google, it, it, it gives, gives you, you the hotline. It gives you the suicide prevention hotline. Yeah. I think back in that day, I'd probably just been like, here's the answer to your question. One day, we'll give you the hotline, and we'll automatically phone the hotline for you. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so so anyway. So Summer and Seth are, like, sort of 
getting ready. Or no, she tells him, like, hey, the yeah, lunch is she on. she set up a lunch. But it's very important that he sits under a bright light because her dad wants to see him. Yeah. And he has to order steak because vegetables are for suckers. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then Seth's like, okay, well, what are topics I should talk to your dad about? And then she's like, he's a plastic surgeon. And Seth's like, yep. What I mostly get from this scene is that Summer doesn't know her dad. No. She, she says her dad's her best friend. Yeah. But. And how did she. So she says all this stuff to him. She, he's never met a boyfriend of hers. That's because she's never had a boyfriend before. Remember, but, she's never been kissed. So, so the stuff that she <laughs> she's been kissed. No, we talked about this. Oh, right. You're absolutely right. She's never been kissed. She has no. <laughs> she has. She's most chaste. She has never had a boyfriend before. So, how does she know all this stuff that her dad would react to? She just knows what he likes and what he doesn't like. <laughs> when she orders a salad, he's like, "Hey, get a steak." And when she sits in the chair, he's like, "Hey, sit in that chair." I want to see your face. I want to see faces. I want everyone here to see faces. I don't want someone sneaking up on me. <laughs> They're coming after me. I mean, he's a plastic surgeon. Oh, Maybe he does work God. for the mob, giving people, like, new faces when they have to disappear. Actually, the fact that he's a plastic surgeon and he wants to see people's faces clearly makes it so much weirder. He's like, I just want to look at how your face works. I just want to know. I want to, I'm, I'm picturing how I can change it. Or change someone into you. Not all plastic surgeons do that. <laughs> I mean, he's an OC plastic surgeon, so. Yeah, but he's also really, really interested in making sure he can clearly see your face. That's true. In bright light. So, Seth says he's very, very good with parents. Yes. Which he is. But some of this is a little bluster and bravado, because <laughs> Seth is uh, very, very nervous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Summer suggests that the common interest is Summer. Which, sh- he should take that advice to heart. Yeah, because Summer likes Summer. And Her the dad, dad likes, likes summer, summer and, and Seth, Seth likes summer, summer so be good. So um Jimmy Cooper and Haley make it on his couch. Yeah. And I think forget that Marissa has a key and can just walk in. Yeah, or the Marissa's going to come home in 1 second. And she walks in and they super get caught because <laughs> Haley had just put her shirt back. Well, her overshirt back yeah. on. She's wearing a camisole underneath. Or and they try to be like, oh, we're just talking just, about me. She's helping me with the sink. And Marissa's like, look, look, I know what it's like to, to get caught kissing someone. It's good that you guys have found some love. <laughs> also, your improv skills are bad. Also, you both have no chill. So You've, you've infected Haley with your lack of chill. So work that out. I'm going to my room because, because I have a room Because let's be clear, Haley knows how to lie. Yeah, Haley used to be way better at this. <laughs> well, it's because he's hanging out with Jimmy now. God, Jimmy. And he's mumbled at her too much. Now she doesn't know how to lie anymore. <laughs> but all Marissa wants is for her dad to be happy. And if that means he's happy with Haley, that's cool. It's a very clear character moment here when she's super happy and Jimmy's like, Okay, something's wrong. <laughs> Why aren't you crying? It's this entire episode, though. People are like, Marissa's smiling. What? <laughs> She's way too happy. Something must be wrong. And it's so sad here because Jimmy's like, he, he says, we're going to get a bunch of money. We're going to be able to move into a real house and have a real life. And I'm like, Jimmy, your house is very nice. And all, yeah, you have a really, really good house. And also, Marissa has an awesome room her friends just did. Yeah, she loves her life. It's, for me, that's also one of the sad moments. She's going to have to leave her house. She's going to have to leave that awesome room where friends worked I know. for 48 hours straight on. Seth did not sleep. No, he painted that beautiful and mural. And she can't take that mural with her. No. 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 Caleb will figure dad, out but... a way. But... <laughs> Don't worry, we'll hire someone to paint a mural. And she's like, but the love. But Seth... He'll put love in it. <laughs> I'll pay him extra for it. 
oh, Kevin, I just remembered last week when we were talking about the previous episode, um, Jimmy mentioned that everyone loved Nana Cohen's meatloaf more than Nana Cooper's meatloaf, which is so sweet. Yeah. Well, we know who Nana Cohen is. (laughs) That's why she wins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because she made an appearance on the show. Oh, God. Families make me so happy. So we uh we get a little bit of a, a go between between the four kids sitting on the uh, which is the super couch. cute. They're yeah. hanging on the couch and they're actually like having a good time. Yeah, it's just a good fun thing. They sort of rib Seth about like he always going to meet Summer's dad, yeah. and Bruce is like, oh, because <laughs> she has met him. Because she has met him. She has sat under the bright light. <laughs> yeah, and he has inspected her face, and he let it pass. <laughs> Your face is fine. It's symmetrical. <laughs> I like that. You shall pass. Unfortunately, Sandy and Kirsten are standing in the kitchen drinking wine, looking at the kids with sorrow and talking about Teresa. The exact thing that that's, that um, Kirsten says is, I can't believe Eddie would hit her. And I'm like, I'm with you. I'm with you, Kirsten. I cannot I believe Eddie would hit her. If I didn't believe this was a good show, I'd be like, someone else hit her. <laughs> yeah. They just did the Eddie character they did not. They did, they did him badly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's he. He was not threatening enough for this moment to. Because we should. He shouldn't have forgiven Ryan if he hadn't forgiven Ryan, and maybe his feelings gang had not been a feelings gang. It, I feel like the problem was is that they made it so much like Teresa going. The entire crux of that of the episode of the Nana with Marissa is that running away did not help. But they undid that right with this moment. And the thing is, Teresa, like, it was always about Teresa not being ready. Yeah. It was never about Eddie being too much. Bad or abusive or anything like Like, that. Like, Eddie has never been scary. I've never actually been afraid for Ryan's safety around Eddie. No. No. I've been afraid for Eddie's safety. And it... You know what? If Eddie beat up Ryan... Yeah. It would be okay. Yeah, but he just pushed him into a pool... And then pushed him onto the ground. And pushed him on the ground. I, I even think maybe his gang pushed him on the ground. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't think it was Eddie. I yeah. think it was one of the feelings One of the gang. feelings gang pushed him to the ground. He just... And you know what? It would be okay if he was, like, like a rough-around-the-edges character yeah. who, like, couldn't express his emotions. And, and you like, saw him hitting things Yeah, thought with his fists. But, and then, you know... Yeah. But Teresa was always the thing yeah. where he, like, found his words. Do you, do you remember the last scene we see Eddie in? Is he's eating the cake like a kid all leaned over. And, and then like, Teresa's we like, should go. He's like, oh, I'm not. But, but I want cake. And she's like, no, we're going inside. And he's like, okay. Like, the way that that ended made it seem like, yeah, Teresa made the right call. She was scared. She went back. That's what Marissa learned. Yeah. I almost <laughs> wish there was a moment in this, in this episode where Marissa's like, oh, Teresa was wrong, and then she ran away. <laughs> Running away does make things better. I'll go live with Eddie and Chino. <laughs> he seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 I, it's, it's, it's especially bad because this series has been so good with continuity between episodes and with that, character character arcs. Like, yeah, it is very very rare that I feel like a character is acting out of character. Yeah, and it feels so odd. It you. I'm not gonna. I, I w- I'm not gonna say this is my CW moment because it's too big of a thing. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it now. I feel like Teresa turning around and coming back to this is just to provoke more drama. It's just yes. so that we can have more of more like, of a thing. Yeah, more of a thing that we were done with. Yeah, we really when we made that goof. Yeah, we were in done. Our jokes. We were like, are they coming back? We're done. <laughs> of course they're not. I've seen this entire series. Why don't I remember what happens? <laughs> 
Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, but in this scene, uh, Ryan senses something is wrong because now no one has any chill. <laughs> and normally, Kirsten and Sandy do. So he goes in to get some more pop. And they're like, "Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Do you need some sodas?" And he's like, "I am literally holding a soda." And they're like, "Oh, that's good. good We're glad good. that you like pop." <laughs> You're such a good boy. Most importantly, I know it's their fridge only has beverages in it. Yeah. So I would really fit in the Cohen house. Because <laughs> my brand, beverages. It's be me and Kristen getting champagne drunk all the time. So we get a scene with Seth and uh, Ryan where we see the the truth behind Seth's deception. That he his only plan is to fool Summer's dad. Yeah, he's freaking out. He's going to fool him. Yeah, he's like, I look... I've, do you think I've ever met a girlfriend's parents before? I'm really good with parents, but not girlfriend's parents. Ooh. I don't know what to do. Could I wear this shirt? Could I wear this shirt? Could I wear this shirt? And he's like, I need to trick him. And Ryan's like, dude, don't do this. <laughs> don't be what you are. Be me. <laughs> he puts on some bracelets. <laughs> I gotta go hang out with Marissa now. He wears a string around his neck. Because he hears the doorbell ring and he's like, oh, Marissa's here. I gotta tell her that Julie's here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Because Marissa is coming over because Kiki has invited her yeah. to deal with the wedding things. Yeah. And Mar- I assume Marissa first walked around to the back of the house and went to the pool house. and was like, oh, he's not here. Then walked back around to the front of the house and, and rang, rang the, the doorbell. Because that's how it works. Yep. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Um, tonight I am drinking some a uh, very inexpensive Pinot Grigio. Well, I mean, you turned away from the microphone when you said that. Get it right. Get it right up up in there, Aaron. I had to get the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Copper Moon Pinot Grigio. There you go. It is Moonlight Harvest. <laughs> you leaned in and started whispering. That undid leaning in. People like it. This break is about mic work. <laughs> That I'm not good at. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, Copper Moon is one of our cheap wine brands in Canada. But let me read to you the back of it. All right. I'm going to lean in, use my NPR voice, because just like last episode, we're still in the office. Harvested under the light of the moon, this unique wine delivers the unexpected, a cool, fresh taste that captures the mystery of the night itself. Its spirited individuality exudes, exudes citrus, green apple, melon, and a hint of floral notes, pairing perfectly with fresh shellfish, halibut, and grilled chicken. It'd be pretty hilarious if it excludes. <laughs> this <laughs> this it, wine excludes citrus. It has all of the other flavors. But not citrus. But not citrus. Literally every other flavor is in here except for citrus and this those is- other ones. Insane. Like, that's an insane description. That's really dark. Yeah. I can guarantee you they did not harvest these grapes under the moonlight. (laughs) Ain't no one got time for that. No, you have to pay someone extra, I bet. I'm sure you do. (laughs) That is overtime pay. (laughs) That's the unattractive shift. (laughs) Anyway, it was cheap. Yeah. It's leftover from Christmas. It has been sitting in the fridge for too long. Oh, nice. But it's okay. Yeah. And it has a screw top. And screw top wines are the best wines because they don't go bad as quickly. Yeah, you can reseal them. Exactly. Uh, so, Kevin, would you like some of this very special $10 moonlight wine? No, it's way too mysterious. Such mystery. How could anyone handle that? It's way too mysterious of a wine. You can't see it right now. It's black. It's just pure black. This wine 
it fights villains by moonlight yeah. and wins hearts by daylight. Yeah, that, that, yes, I mean, it's the Sailor Copper Moon wine. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You can't look directly at it. It forces your vision away. Mm-mm. Mysterious. Mysterious. So Ryan says, Marissa, look, I know you're angry, and I know you have a have a a penchant for being weird. filled Yeah. But maybe what my theory presupposes is you don't. You take the high road so that I don't have to deal with your stuff for this week. And that would be good because I feel like something, something else is going on. And I feel like that's going to take up a lot of my time and I'm not going to be able to deal with this whole thing. So maybe you're okay. And she's like, I can be okay. And then <laughs> she is instantly not okay. Because her mom's there. Yeah. And she just... Yeah. She uses a real Caitlyn evil eye. Yeah. And her mom's like, okay, well, I'll let you guys go plan. Bye. And then there's stuff about guests and Julie's, none of Julie's family is. And then go. Marissa gets a real glint in the eye and is like, you should invite my Aunt Cindy. Well, she's like, I'll invite my Aunt Cindy. That's the only person my mom would want there. I'll get a hold of Aunt Cindy. I'm like, oh, she's going to unleash the Cindy on her. Oh, the Cindy. Oh. I love the Cindy. <laughs> okay. So, um. Now, finally, Caleb buys the restaurant. Yes. And Caleb pays double the investment for the restaurant. So he pays two and a half million dollars. I think he might pay two and a half million dollars each. That might be it, yeah. Because Jimmy's real pumped about having two and a half million dollars. So then he so he pays five million dollars for the Balboa Lighthouse. Is Caleb going to open this restaurant under his own name? I think he's going to keep it the lighthouse. He's, 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 but he's still going to open the restaurant. He can oh, just absolutely. buy it to be it. Because at one point he's, he's... He's buying it so he owns the restaurant. Okay. But he's not... Because at one point I was like, wait, is he just buying the restaurant? And then it's just a thing that he owns. But he's going to open it. Yeah. No. Okay. He's, he's, he's now owns the restaurant. Because he can get the liquor license. Right. Yeah. So Sandy's actually pretty sad about this. Jimmy <laughs> is filled with light and joy because he finally can repay all of his debts and like yeah, he can finally, live like, a life. Yeah. Sandy was like... Eh, I was just kind of hoping that, like, like the restaurant would do this for us. He's like, I thought the restaurant would be fun. And Jimmy's like, but now you have time for work. And Sandy's like, I hate my work. And no, Jimmy, not that work. Goes, no, now you have time to be the good man that you've always wanted to be. You can pursue your dreams of helping underprivileged youth. And then he grabs Sandy by both shoulders, turns around, and he says, go to Teresa. And Sandy's like, oh, yeah, that storyline. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jimmy's like, I don't even know who that is. I just felt like saying it. The spirit just moved I'm going to say another thing. Help Teresa out now. I don't know who Teresa is. I don't know. It's just this happening. crazy. I'm going to so, lie down somewhere. I'm having a stroke. So Aunt Cindy shows up, and she's amazing and annoying and trashy and everything I want. Yeah, she's a she's a treat. She smokes her cigarettes inside the house because she just can't quit. <laughs> so, and Kirsten is like, <laughs> Marissa comes in, and she's excited, and then Kirsten looks at, this, this is one of the two moments we get between them, which Kirsten looks at Marissa like, Marissa, we need to talk. And then we don't see their conversation, well, do we? No, well, we don't because Julie comes in. Oh, yes. But and... guys, 
Marissa played a very, very good trick. <laughs> Julie has not spoken to Aunt Cindy in seven years. Yeah, when when Cindy was very drunk on Jello shooters, and the only thing she can remember is saying, get away from me, or like, I never want to see you again. But Cindy's so excited that she got invited. Yeah. She never imagined it would happen, but it happened. <laughs> Julie is not so excited. Julie is less excited. Guys, I love Aunt Cindy. Okay. <sighs> So, uh, cut to the lunch where Seth is telling Summer's dad the story of how he invented Chrismica. Yeah, he's explaining Chrismica to this man, which, which I imagine <laughs> is not the first uh, topic, but certainly is one of the last ones. I imagine that Seth has been word vomiting for like 45 minutes <laughs> and the poor server keeps coming by and being like, have you decided yet? Seth's like, oh my God, we're having such fun. We haven't even looked at the menus. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see the dad and he looks super severe. And this one, I'm like, I can't picture him responding to anything that Summer says. You know who he looks like though? He looks like the guy who plays Mel Horowitz on the film version of Clueless. Yeah. And Mel Horowitz is also very severe and has no laughter, but he loves Cher. Yeah. I mean, I have no doubt he loves Summer so much. But I can't remember, imagine him playing along with her. I don't think he does because Mel Horowitz, um, Cher just like yammers at him. And he's like, wait, you argued your grades from a B to an A plus? And she's like, uh-huh. And he's like, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> so I think that's the relationship they have. Uh, yeah, so Seth doesn't do good. He talks about comics, and Summer's dad doesn't get it, and then he's like... He gives, like, a very interesting treatise on comics and graphic novels, no, though. No, he's really good. He talks a lot about, like, the writers, like, um... And I was actually kind of hoping that this storyline would go to a place where his dad's like... Where the dad's like, hmm, I don't get that. But you're passionate about something? You're a smart kid. Yo, do you want have been astounding, Aaron, if he was like... Yeah, no, I really prefer the writing of uh, Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman to uh, to Mac Bendis. And Summer just go, what? what? Wouldn't what? that have been great? Wouldn't it be great if, if, if like, Summer was like, well, no, me. He likes me. Because because <laughs> at the beginning when she's like, I don't know, he's a plastic surgeon and he likes me. If it turned out that he was just a huge nerd. It would have been awesome. That would have been astounding because Summer would have been like, I don't, I don't get it. My dad, like, like this, this is not like, because like, this she, is not what we talk about. She just still had a mini freak out of, of of being like, I don't, I know so little about my dad. Yeah, and it still would have given us drama. Yeah, but... and Seth being like, oh, I guess I get. Seth gets along with her dad better because he... that because that also been great with Summer being like, I'm not used to my dad liking my people, bo- people that I like. Yeah. Because oh, that could have been so good. Then I think that still could have been gone into like her being like, I don't know, because like he really likes you and I should like the people that he likes, but it's just it's so weird. And can I date someone who's just like my dad? <laughs> oh no. And then Seth would be like, I'm not just like your dad. I was waiting for that so much that seat for him to just be like, Yeah, man, comic books are awesome. I know. I'm so disappointed. And it's one they did not go that route. It's the scene you expect, not the scene you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh <laughs> We we end, we come to the end of Jimmy and Haley's conversation because they're ready to tell people. Yeah, and Haley's like, I don't know, if, like, but I don't know if we should do it now because she, you know, she's so um upset the with the wedding. That. And I'm like, no, this is the perfect time to do it because she'd be like, because she's so distracted by the wedding. Like, oh, you're dating him? Look, I do not, I do not have time for this. There's something much worse going I on. I can't. <laughs> But, unfortunately, they decide not to tell them, except that they kiss on the porch. They, they do more than kiss on the porch. They are they are <laughs> gearing up for a makeout. And then the door opens. <laughs> <sighs> like, <laughs> it's, 
this is the quintessential perfect like drama moment not teen drama drama moment yep and it is done well like it's it's the sort of thing it was like oh of course that happens of course it happens but we buy into it anyway yeah and we feel the feels <laughs> so guys oh no ryan and marissa are going to the bakery where <laughs> Teresa is working to pick up a cake because there's one bakery in this entire town well she somehow got a job at the best bakery do you do what i've noticed between this episode and well actually a, a few episodes but especially this one and the one before it mm-hmm is that there's only one of anything in this town. There's one restaurant, except for the lighthouse, so yes, two restaurants. which is why they desperately need the lighthouse. Yeah, because there's only one, which is the one that, you know... That has the razzmatazz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, one, so there's one restaurant, there's one there's one bakery, there's one road that someone can crash their truck into. It's true. <laughs> you know, I don't... they keep running into each other. There's only one of everything. I don't think the OC is particularly big. There's yeah. not that many rich people. I guess fair enough. So anyway, they see Trace, and Trace is like, of course, Sandy told you. And Ryan's like, wait, what? We're here for a cake, but now I'm here for you. Sandy? What happened to you? Who did this? Was it Eddie? And Trace is like, Uh, We have this bizarre moment where we cut forward in time back to the Cohen house, and we learn throughout this scene that Ryan has returned, gotten mad at Sandy. And stormed to his pool house. With all the windows open, I assume, just yeah. sitting on the bed pouting. And Sandy, like, looking at him and being like, hey. And then Ryan, like, turning to a different window. <laughs> so he walks to that window <laughs> and waves at him again. So anyway, the next morning, Sandy woke up very early because of his sorrow and went for the morning surfs. Yeah, but it's not good enough. So he's like, I'm going to go talk to Eddie. And Kristen's like, What? Well, Ryan's mad at me, and I gotta do something. I'm gonna talk to Eddie. He seemed like a he seemed like this does he not seem like a logical like, fellow. This does not seem like something he would do. I'm really confused. And then Kristen's like, maybe you should talk to the kids who are here. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, so he, Sandy decides, yeah, fine. Yeah. So he goes and dabs at Ryan. Yep. He talks to Ryan like Ryan's a grown up, and is like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're just gonna drive to Chino? You're just gonna do some punching? You're gonna go back to jail?" What, what's your goal, Ryan? Ryan's like, I don't know. And so he's like, yeah, you don't know. Also, I called Teresa and she's here. <laughs> so. Look, I'm doing, look, Kirsten said some very important things and I just did all of them. So, uh, deal with it. We got a short scene where Seth messed up the lunch and Summer is not happy. She is not happy. No. And he's trying to get like more intel and she's just getting dressed and being like, we have to go. Apparently there's a wedding shower. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so Teresa arrives for a very solemn talk with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, is this the scene where we find out that Eddie has done it before? Um, at no, one I think point, this is the shower. But at some point we find, we figure out that Eddie has done it before. Which is insane. Apparent, once, once again, now, once again, we're not trying to make light of domestic abuse but, any at all. But the, it's just, it's not... The, this is a rare, poorly written storyline. Yeah, this is a it's it's a very much they wanted something to happen storyline. So they line. just like shoehorned a character into it. Yeah, well, because like so she she arrives and they talk in the pool house, I think. And or they, no, outside of the pool house. Outside of the pool yeah. house, and then they go back inside, and then Marissa arrives, and she is instantly jealous of Teresa. Like she's it's like, oh, oh, you're here, you're, you're here. I'm like, Marissa, you went to Teresa. <laughs> 
You went to her engagement yeah, party. You are friends with Teresa. Why? It's such a weird arc to go into in these episodes. And you know this is a weird thing where, like, you run to Chino, Chino runs to here, back and forth, back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. That's just how it works. Yeah. So, yeah. but no, Marissa is, uh... Jealous. Clearly not happy. But then everyone aggressively strong arms Teresa into going to the party to the point that Kiki has concealer that Teresa can wear. Yeah. Their skin tone is not the same. But Teresa's black eye does disappear for the party. (laughs) Oh, which reminds me, I remembered where she's from. She's in the show Numbers. Oh, I like Numbers. Yeah, she's um, the... uh, the, uh, this math guy's science friend. <laughs> that is a great description of that TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The math brother science friend. Because you have the cop brother mm. and he has cop friends. And then you have the mm. math brother and has he has science, science friends. friends. I, like, I really like Numbers. Numbers is a, I do too. It's a fun dub show. Is Numbers the, on Netflix? No. I don't know. The most thing I remember about Numbers is a scene where this character, um, her... She she explains she explains like computers by using boats. <laughs> well, two boats pass each other in the ocean, and I'm oh, like, this is dumb. Naturally, naturally. <laughs> Explain computers to this cop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here we are at the party of the episode, which no one's happy at. There is this woman at the party who just. The random woman! Yes, the red-headed woman. Yeah! So, so she, I, I am so glad she's not someone I just forgot. No. <laughs> she's hanging about. So she starts by bad-mouthing Marissa's dad to Marissa. She's like, oh, with everything Julie's gone through, she deserves a happy ending. And Marissa's like, I love my dad. And walks off. <laughs> and then she just hangs out with Seth Talking to Summer. children. And Summer. <laughs> I, I was like, is she just someone who I'm forgetting? No, this, I have no idea who she is. This woman auditioned for this role that I think might have been multiple people first. And they're just like, nah, just give it all to this one person. It's fine. She's like the director's wife. And they're yeah. like, we'll just pay her. Because she just jumps from scene to scene. <laughs> Saying things. being about. But no one's happy. No one's happy. Um, Kirsten's upset at Haley and... Julie's upset with Cindy. Because Cindy's telling Caleb terrible stories from the past. Yeah. Involving monster trucks. When, what when, you guys need to know is Julie was very trashy. Yeah, she was. She used to go to Anaheim and scalp tickets to concerts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when she goes up to Caleb and Caleb calls her Juju, it sounds like he's saying choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's a... Funny name to call your fiance, but we like it. Hey, what's up, Choo Choo? <laughs> <laughs> That's my girl, Choo Choo. I love her very dearly. So, oh, we should point out, Caleb loves Cindy. Oh, he thinks she is oh, just like he thinks she's the funniest thing that's ever happened for him. I think he's like, hey. This is what real America's like. I like it. <laughs> she has spark, just like Julie. <laughs> yes. So then there's a weird scene where Teresa is kind of guilting Marissa by being like, I guess you really need Ryan's support. I'm so sorry I'm here. Well, and You're just like, what? Also, like, I just when I, I don't want, to, want Ryan to know because when I see he's so happy and that's because of you. And Marissa's kind of like, don't touch my boyfriend. And I'm like, you know what, Teresa? Yeah, you said it. You should not have come here. Why are you, you get mad when he invades your life. Why are you allowed to invade his life? Yeah, this is a... This is a weird situation. It's all weird. So then Aunt Cindy 
actually thinks this will be a fun thing to do. Yeah, she turns to Kirsten and says, let's play a game. And Kirsten, because she's a human adult, goes, uh, <laughs> she could not move until Cindy turns around and goes, hi, party. Let's play a game where I tell you real things about Julie. So her first question is, what is Julie's favorite food? And then and random <laughs> woman. is like, oh, Chilean sea bass with steamed vegetables. Why did this random woman who, who thinks she knows everything about Julie Cooper, why isn't she her friend? Why is she not in the bridal party? The maid of honor. Because apparently she knows Julie and Cooper she well. she loves Julie Cooper. Mm, yes. Julie's favorite food is not the Chilean sea bass. No. It is a double whopper with extra sauce. Yeah. Can we also, also be clear that like... Cindy also hasn't seen her for seven years and is yeah. unwilling to even... She She's very upset because she says that Julie is, like, being different. And that these people don't know the real Julie. But Julie could have changed. In seven years. That's I, a long time. You you know what? My favorite food today is not my favorite food seven, 17, 17, seven years ago. No. You know what? Seven years ago was when I first started working at Earl's and I did not buy wine yeah. for my home seven years ago like yeah. wine was something that people gave you at fancy dinners yeah now i can tell you all yeah. kinds of things about wine i have a favorite wine yeah. things change in seven years yeah. seven years seven years ago i mean i guess i my change is very but seven years ago i was 19 and yeah. i think my favorite food was probably pizza but that's still i loved no 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 that's but, my favorite food yes but it's not my it's not my favorite it's not oh. my favorite food like if someone was like what's your favorite food i would probably say i mean it's poutine <laughs> I do really like poutine. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. lamb. No, I had lamb once, and you and mom <laughs> freaked out. Okay, me and Aaron went on a trip to London, and we went to and we went to a pub, and I ordered a lamb shank. And ever since that time, both Aaron and our mother freaked out. They're like, "He's having lamb." Hey, here's the thing: you guys need to know about Kevin. Kevin is a man of very specific tastes. Up until this trip, I would say Kevin likes five foods. <laughs> Mac and cheese, pizza, poutine, mozzarella sticks, and spaghetti. I like steak. Well, I've now always, you like steak. I've, okay, I've liked steak for a long time. How do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium rare. Oh, good choice. Yes. I didn't like steak until I was like 24 because I only had steak at our parents' house. Yeah. And Rob is insane. Oh, he, he likes like well, well done. done. Yeah, he likes well done steaks. So I was like, steak sucks. He likes, he likes ruined steaks. <laughs> I was like, it's tough. It gets stuck in your teeth. It's just so brown and so thin. Steak is the worst. Yeah, but I, when we started going to um, uh, the, keg? the keg for yeah. like a lot of the birthdays, then we actually had like good steak. Yeah. And that's what I think we started looking. I like steak more than like spaghetti. That's fair. Yeah, I like. I, I mean, you could put just pasta together in that, but no. But like, whenever I try anything, but apparently when I try something new, it freaks people out. No, it just fills us with the joy. I I went to I went to India, Aaron. That's all I had there was lamb. In my mind, I thought in India all you ate was McChickens. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there was a McDonald's by your hotel, and that was the only way you could find your way back to your hotel. Well, yes. <laughs> so I just, like, you know, completed some things. Once we got lost, and the McDonald's did lead us home. Um, and I did go to the McDonald's a lot because it's it either the McDonald's or the street food yeah. cooked in the hubcaps outside the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I went to McDonald's, and I got chickens because they don't have beef. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, this is a non sequitur. <laughs> Cindy is wrong. Things change in seven years. She's weird. 
She wants okay. to do And I'm just like Kirsten, just <laughs> unable to deal with this situation. Um, so, okay, then I just wrote, calm down, everyone. Yeah, Ryan goes in to talk to uh, Teresa and Marissa. Eddie calls. Ryan freaks out. You're still talking to him? You're still talking to no, him? No, he called her once, and he is still technically her, her fiancé. Fiance. And yes, he did hit her once. I guess twice. Maybe. Or oh, maybe who, multiple who times. And that's a bad. But the Eddie that we know... It's, it has his sad gang there to help him. His and feelings like, gang. Uh, this is the problem, once again. You made us... You made Eddie be the right choice. And, and then two now episodes you're later, you're ripping saying... Ripping it away from without us. Without any, like... Without anything to ease it. Do you think we needed to see an Eddie and Teresa things are bad scene? Yes. Yeah, I also think so. We... The, Things that, were never bad. The engagement party should not have happened because the problem is when we see the engagement party, the sign over and over in that thing is this is good, this is good. This Eddie is good. was the right yeah, choice. This is the right because that's what Marissa learns. Marissa yeah. learns through Teresa that the right choice was not to run away. Two episodes later, we're learning. Nah, nah. She was right. Is bad. Yeah, it's bad. Marissa, the lesson you learned, you learned it falsely. And do you remember the first time we met Eddie? Because I remember talking about this. Yeah. it was they were Mechanic like in shop? the room. No, not the McKenna oh. shop, when she called Ryan. Okay. And then Eddie came in, he was like, who are you talking to? And she had, yeah. like, a bag packed under the bed. Yeah. That was the only scene that he has ever been scary. Yeah, and that's because he came in out of a shower, like... And was like, who are you talking to? That's one of, I don't even know... I don't even know if that was aggressive. And, like, that's not enough. It's, it's not enough. Yeah, it's it's just not. Because it's been clarified over and over that Teresa ran away because she wasn't ready. And it's, Yeah, and that teenagers shouldn't get married. Yeah, it's... It's not good. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for the moment in this where he's like, "No, look, he did. He, he like he didn't actually hit me or something like." And she's like, "Everyone just assumed that was the case, but actually, <laughs> I don't know. Aliens. She or has an abusive boss. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like I don't know. It the, it, it it almost feels like she's covering for someone by saying that Eddie does it. Yeah, it almost feels like that. Just because. Like, maybe it's actually her mom, or maybe Arturo was out of jail. None of this is true. It's definitely Eddie. Yeah. There's but no... It's, it's just, it was done so yeah. unwell. Anyway, yeah, so, so Eddie calls, Ryan answers, and then he... Is going to run off yeah. into the night, and Seth is like, no, Ryan, don't go, yeah. don't go. And Ryan's like, my emotions! Because this is when we learned that Eddie um, hit her multiple times. Yes. And, but once again, we, I don't know. We're I don't not, know. We're going to get into that more. And then Ryan's in the car, and then Sandy is also like, Ryan... Whoa. I mean, Seth also tries to stop him. That's what I said. Oh, I no. started with Seth says, Ryan, don't oh, go. Yeah. Ryan, don't right, go. Yeah. Then he goes to the car. Then Sandy is also like, Ryan, don't go. It's a very bad day outside also. Yes. It's very, like, foggy. But then Ryan goes. Yeah. So it turns out Kirsten is... Well, we should sort of say that's like Sandy's big thing. Is he's like, look, Teresa needs to make the choice. Yeah. You can't, you can't go and punch... He, he's trying to make him a better superhero. Look, you, you can't just punch people into making decisions. You have to help people yeah. come to terms with things. Yeah. Superman. Yeah. And Batman. Yeah. Batman's a little bit better in certain iterations. But maybe be more like the Marvel superheroes who have, like, nuanced discussions and families. Yeah. Yeah. Not you, movie Superman. Yeah. Henry Cavill. <sighs> you can't just punch people into feeling the things you want them to feel. Uh, Therese has to find the strength within herself. Well, um, at the party, Cindy, Julie gets upset. And storms off, says, I will not be embarrassed. <laughs> and Cindy's like, oh, I made a mistake. And I like, thought this would be a fun game. <laughs> I thought me making fun of her for everyone would be fun for everyone. <laughs> Maybe it was just fun for me, Cindy. Oh, 
Aww. And then Caleb was like, I thought it was fun too. <laughs> yeah, Caleb was loving it. You had some sass. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Cindy. Do you want a job? <laughs> Do you want $2.5 million? I'll just give it to you. I'm just giving away checks right now. <laughs> so back in the house, Kiki is pouring some wine. Yeah. And Jimmy comes in. And he's like, ha, I love Cindy. <laughs> and Kiki's like, I don't love you or my sister. Well, we and Jimmy's like, what? <laughs> we learned the scene is that Kirsten's – when Kirsten says, I don't want a friend of mine to get hurt, I – it, he, what she's referring to is that she's pretty sure Haley's using Jimmy. I don't think Haley is think using Jimmy. Either. But I can see where Kirsten comes from. Yeah. Kirsten yep. has not seen much of this. Haley has done a hard turnaround. And Haley has only done some bads in front of Kirsten. Kirsten has seen none of the cute scenes and the mumbling yeah. and the lack of cool. Yeah. He's not, he's not seen that Haley's lost her chill. And then Jimmy also, he can't explain it. He just mumbles. He's like, no, but... We're good. To, to be fair, 100%, it's because also she found out rather than being told. Absolutely. <laughs> if Jimmy had, like, sat her down and been like, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, do you remember when, when me and Haley were holding hands at Thanksgiving dinner? That wasn't just a, that wasn't just a thing we decided to do. We, we weren't just feeling the feelings of the Seder. <laughs> Sorry, right, Seder, not Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's okay. Time is a fluid construct. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh... It turns yeah. out... That Cindy, we talked about this before, but Cindy just super misses her sister. Yeah. They were supposed to escape from their trailer park existence together. Yeah. But then Julie just left. Cindy's like, oh, maybe maybe I won't go to your wedding. And then Caleb comes charging in like, <laughs> he's like you will go to our of wedding. Of you'll go to the wedding, Cindy. I can't let Julie fix things on her own. <laughs> I will fix them for I am her husband-to-be. Julie has no say in any of this at all. My favorite thing is that he does that, and then he's talking to her, and he says to, I mean, Cindy leaves, but um, Caleb's talking to Julie, and he's like, there's nothing I could find out about you that would make me not want to marry you. And, and <laughs> the then look. My head went ding, 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 because of the look on Julie's face. He doesn't know about Luke. Her mind separates from her body, and she's just like, uh. And it's just a solid, like, mo- it's almost like a freeze frame. <laughs> Of Julie Cooper's face staring in the air. He definitely doesn't know about Luke, and that uh, fills me with joy. 100%. Okay, so um, then we have a very sad scene. Yes. Where, essentially, Summer wants to dump Seth. Yes. Because her dad loves her, and her dad protects her, and he's always right, and yep. her dad doesn't like Seth. Yep. And Seth, and Seth, her dad is her best friend, and Seth's like, I don't, I don't need to have chemistry with your dad. Yeah. I like you. And we sort of talked about this before. The storyline could have been, like, less predictable, and they still could have gotten to a breakup. Yeah. L- yeah. Like, this one, the breakup is very, like, and it still would have been the audience being like, "Summer, wow, Summer's being weird. And Summer is still being yeah. weird. And she could have been weird in R1, where her dad's a super nerd. Exactly. Because if in R1, he still wants to hang out with Seth. Exactly. And Seth <laughs> comes around the house, and Summer's like... Oh, hi, Seth, what, what are you doing here? I don't want to. Like, oh, no, no. Me and your dad are trading comic books. <laughs> We're going to talk about the symbolism in The Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this <laughs> so much more than this dumb version. So, um, guess what, guys? Ryan didn't drive off to see Eddie, mostly because they didn't pay Eric Bell for to be in this episode, because if they did... <laughs> Just would have fallen apart. Yeah, we would have seen him and we'd been like, oh, right, that's who he is. Instead, he went to go see Teresa at the Mermaid Inn. He got as far as Corona. And he was like, hey, Teresa, you need to make decisions on your own. But in the meantime, 
come and live at my house. <laughs> yeah, he just throws out because because she says, um, what? I would get get adopted by. Uh... And she's like, my whole life is in Chino, and he's like, my whole life was in Chino. And she was like, what? I get adopted by a rich family? <laughs> he's like, you could get adopted by my rich family. <laughs> and again. <laughs> I'm like, don't offer that. Her arguments in this scene are so, so flimsy. Yeah. Which is why I think she's pregnant. Yeah. Like, doesn't she have to be? Yeah, it, it, it sounds a lot like like there, like there's more of a re Because she was so ready to leave him like. Three episodes few, ago? <laughs> yeah. When he hadn't hit her yet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like something has to have changed. Yes. That, and so I think pregnancy would be... The most reasonable. Be the most reasonable. Yeah. Because we cannot say his feelings is, once again, she ran away from him. Exactly. Exactly. So I hope there's something more to it. There not, better be. And this would be like, no, I've decided now that I love him so much and I'll never leave him. And this show has told us. This show has made us trust that it's good. Yeah. So it better be good. <laughs> yeah, so don't make this bad. So the Coens are hanging out at their house, and Christian's like, why do we throw parties? Nothing good happens at our parties. It's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, something good happens. Yeah. Ryan reveals to the Coens that Teresa is moving in. Well, he he comes in he comes in with Teresa, and he reveals that he did not go punch Eric Balfour. And they're Eddie like, Balfour. great. And then... Kirsten says, you can stay here for as long as you want. Which means that he never mentioned it. She's just like, I assume Ryan offered you to live. He does it all the time. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he goes up to homeless people and she's like, you can live in my house. <laughs> and then, so I questioned this You're coming home with me. Because they're like, Teresa, you'll live in the pool house. Ryan will live in Seth's room. And I was like, there's no way they don't have a spare bedroom. You, yeah, you also did that, right? But then I remembered Haley lives is, in their spare bedroom. Is she living in that house? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, okay, I, I knew... I was suspecting that's what it was. I still think they should have more spare bedrooms than just one. Maybe, so there's a three, yeah, it's a three bedroom house. Maybe they, maybe when they bought the house, the pool since they had the pool house, it counts as a bedroom. Maybe so and like, then maybe oh, it's they, a four bedroom house because and they, maybe the, they made some of the bedrooms into like offices and yeah. sewing rooms yeah. and <laughs> Sandy's surf room. And they maybe they just think it's the most fun. Like if Ryan can't have his own room, he gets to hang out with his buddy Seth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on an I don't mattress. know. Um, we uh, we get finally a scene with um, Kirsten and Marissa. And thank goodness <laughs> Kirsten gives Marissa a head off, a Marissa, heads off about Teresa. Yeah, because Marissa comes like, like, where's Ryan? I'm gonna see Ryan. She's like, all right, well, Ryan's in the pool house. Hey, just so you know, Teresa's here too. And stop being weird about it. And she's also like, Ryan loves you. He is not going anywhere. But Teresa is living here. And Marissa's like. Hmm. I appreciate not being blindsided. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then something weird happens. She says she's in the pool house, but then we cut upstairs to Seth's room, and Ryan's in Seth's yes. room? Yes, and they commiserate about woman problems. Yeah, Seth has Captain Oates, and Ryan keeps on being like, Look, I'm sorry I left the shower. <laughs> the shower. Sorry I left the shower. <laughs> Which, once again, super confusing. Yeah, no one cares. And Seth's like, you should probably apologize to Marissa. And Ryan's like, yeah, it's easier if I apologize to you. Well, no, I just think I'm really sorry about it. No, no, once again, not the guy to apologize yeah. to. And then he's finally like, hey, one of us is allowed to talk to our girlfriends. Go talk to your girlfriend. And then Marissa's sitting by the pool. I don't... And Ryan goes down and finds her? Yeah, it's... They should have done the Seth and Ryan scene before the Marissa scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Weirdly edited. Um, but they talk... Mar Marissa sees Teresa through the windows and, like, 
is she freaking out in her head at that moment? Or do you think that's her coming to terms with it? I feel like the words of Kirsten are echoing in her head. And she's like, no, we are going to be okay. Because they have a moment also where they turn around and kind of hug. But they're both, like, staring off into space. I'm like, and in my in my head, I'm like, I do not want Teresa to be a thing again. I just want Teresa to go away. <laughs> look, I don't care about look, her. She did her. She did her job. She she was there when Ryan broke up with Marissa. Yeah. I don't want her to be friction in the relationship. She has done her job numerous times. We're done. Yeah, we're done with Teresa. <laughs> She she is a great lady who needs to go have a happy future. Maybe don't make her fiancé hit her. We don't need this. She had a happy ending. She had a happy fiancé. She she had a good life in Chino. But it's like the show is saying, like, nah, she can't have a good life there. He's poor. She can only have a good life with Ryan. Yeah. Like, it's... And it's, like, in a week, because the timeline has not been that long since the proposal. It's, like, in a week he has lost his job in his apartment and turned to the drink. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's... Oh. Oh, show. Show. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. For this episode, do you think you find yourself a CW moment? Ugh, and did I ever. So, for those of you who are new, a CW moment is a moment where logic just disappears. Disappears like Eddie's character development. <laughs> and it's replaced by drama. Like the new Eddie. Yeah. So, there are a lot. I think in this... If I have to pick, like, a small moment, yeah. I think it's Cindy deciding to play the truth game. Yeah, that's pretty. And then being shocked by it. Actually, it's more so her <laughs> it's being more, shocked it's more by sure, it. Yeah, it's more her just being like, oh, I did bad? Because, you know what? If she was like, I just want Julie to pay attention to me, I'm going to do something bad. I'm going to act out for attention. That would be fine. And when Julie walks away, she went, oh, I did too much. But instead she's like, oh, Show. she doesn't like that. Oh, no. Like, it told, we've been totally fine. She's like, oh, too far. But it's not like she legitimately was like, because she, she turned to Kirsten, let's play a game. Like, she thought the game would be good. It's not I, played like she thought the game would be good. I can picture it in Kirsten's head, just screaming. <laughs> she's like telling her body to move, but she's champagne But her she, body cannot but move. But she's champagne drunk. She's like, ah. Uh. Why? Why did I let my champagne rage overcome my real Why rage? Why doesn't my body want to function? Oh, God. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? This is actually a really hard episode to find because the CW, the the moments where drama overtook logic were such huge moments. Which we already talked about. The yeah. When, dumb Teresa storyline. Yeah, when, and with the fact they found her at the bakery because there's one bakery in this town. And the, the fact that Cindy she called thing. Sandy and didn't like Google or call legal aid or literally anything other than Sandy. Yeah, like this, those CW moments are so huge that I can't have the CW moments. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. small moment I decided it would be is the strange geography <laughs> in the final like sequence of scenes. Yeah. Where – because in my mind, that means there's missing scenes where one of two things happens. One – Either Marissa walked into the pool house and there's Teresa and Ryan and Ryan sees Marissa and goes, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. And then runs to Seth. <laughs> or, or Marissa walks out, sees Teresa alone in the pool house and then, is and then like, sits down by the pool. <laughs> She's like, oh, I can't handle her again today. Yeah. <laughs> and it could have all been solved by just re-editing so the Seth and... And it wouldn't have wrecked anything if the Seth and Ryan scene was first. Like, if Seth had been like, you need to talk to your girlfriend, and then it just so turns out his girlfriend is at the house. Yeah, I, That's fine. Yeah, I think they could have cut... I think they could have cut to um, 
cut from Ryan bringing Teresa home directly to Ryan seeing Seth in the room. Because he's going to yeah. be like, all right, good, get Teresa settled. And he sits and it, was like, all right, so Teresa's here. And, and in fact, Sandy said that Seth or that Ryan was going to have to blow up his own air mattress. So he could have gone to Seth's room to set up his air mattress. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was just some weird geography there. That's some weird editing. This, I feel like this is the weakest episode of the season, which sucks because it's near the end and it's trying to set things up. But there's just, I mean, the last episode had some weak links, mostly their insane liquor license storyline. But this one really, nothing seems particularly thought through. Yeah, and it's for a show that... It seems that, hasty. Yeah, for a show that did so much with characters doing things that characters would do. Mm-hmm. Like, even when you have an insane character like Oliver, all the stuff they did, like, made sense... It's weird because he's not in the episode, and I don't want to defend someone who we have to accept is... Did a bad. Yeah. Um, it doesn't fit with the character we've seen. And it could have been fixed. Like, I assume they knew where they were going. Yeah. So just reframe his earlier scenes slightly so he seems like a menacing character. Yeah. like So it seemed like he actually could be capable of this. Because the thing we did... Like, he was always aggressive, but Ryan's aggressive. He's no more aggressive than Ryan he is. He's less aggressive than Ryan. Because the only thing that I can take from it is that this, ep- this, that this show is implying that he can't be a good guy because he's in Chino. Yeah. That's the only implication I can get. And the only reason Ryan's a good guy is because he, he left, left Chino. Chino. And so Teresa could not have a happy life in Chino, clearly, clearly. Because it's in Chino. And they're all poor there. And the thing is, we still could have done, like, he still could have been a menacing figure, but yeah. she was like, no, I don't have a future with Ryan. I do have a future in Chino. Is it a perfect future? Yeah. No, but it's mine. Because yeah. this show is such a, does such a good job of not being... Being what it could have been, which is being very offensive to, like, poor people. And being mm. like, oh, no, but now Ryan has a better life. And they do a lot. They do a really good job of skirting those lines, of not having it be like, well, mm. Ryan has a better life now because now he has money. No, Ryan has a different life now. And Ryan very rarely actually has money. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did a good job of skirting that. And in this episode, I feel like they just... It was just... It was heavy-handed. It, it almost feels like a new writer came in for this episode. Yeah. It was like, this is what I'm going to do. Hey, remember that girl? Let's bring her... Remember how we finished with that girl? Let's bring her back. Yeah. I got an idea. Let's ruin her happy ending. Let's undo the lesson Marissa learned in that episode. Throw it away and drive over it with Ryan's car. It's so... It's just not... It's so weird to set that up as like, oh, this is a big moment for Marissa to learn things. And then be like, nah, never mind. Yeah. Well, hey, so if you uh, if you enjoyed this episode, you should give us a rating, review, subscription on Apple Podcasts. You can also hit us up on some social media. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. It's all Podcast MOA, Podcast yeah. MOA. Or you could email us, which conveniently, also Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at gmail.com. Perfect. Such good. Interact with us. We love it. Is Marissa actually going to be fine with Teresa? Is Summer and Seth truly done? How will we discover where the real Eddie has been hidden? Answers to all this and more next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A Teen Drama fan cast? <laughs>